So we're going to be reading uh, from the book of First Samuel. Like we're going to finish the whole page of First Samuel 15. So we start from verse 1. First Samuel 15 verse 1. The Bible says, One day Samuel said to Saul, It was the Lord who told me to anoint you as a king. As a king of his people, Israel. He said, now listen to this message from the Lord. You know, if you look at the, the background of this particular place, the previous event that took place was the children of Israel. They said to God, we want our own king. They, 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 they went out, you know, they, they're like, no, we want our own king. Then God sent Samuel. And Samuel walked up to Saul and told him, look, I'm not here on my own, but I've been sent by God to do what? To anoint you. I want to, I want to bring something to your attention. Who is Samuel to Saul? Sa you know, Saul is not, he doesn't really understand who Saul is to him. Saul is a spiritual father. To, you know, Samuel is a spiritual father to Saul, but Saul never got the revelation. When a man of God is being saying to you, that is why I said, I would never, I can never appreciate my spiritual father enough because God has sent him to us. And when we understand who he is, in our life, it makes it easy for us to do what? To be able to fulfill the mandate of God in our lives. Amen. Now, what happened? The spiritual father who is Samuel did not just go to Saul, but he anointed Saul for a purpose. What is anointing? Anointing is an authority. Anointing is an authority that has been placed upon you. It's an authority. Authority to command. Authority to take action. When the Spirit of the Lord rests upon Jesus, he went to the synagogue. He said, this is the purpose. The Spirit of the Lord that is upon me. He said, he has sent me to heal the sick. Man. Saul received the anointing. He received the gift of the Holy Spirit at that moment that he never worked for. He never struggled for. There are so many of us in this place we have received what we are not worked for. Do you know that? It started from me. I have received what I have not even struggled for. Because the Lord gave to me a father that carries his own heart. He makes my life so easy. Now, let me tell you, let me share this testimony with you. Last time I went back home, before I left, we had a guest speaker, uh, Professor Santoch. He came. He, say, he prophesied to me, said, there is a battle in your life that you cannot fight. But the Lord 
will send a man in your life that will fight the battle for you. I said, okay. I went back home. What happened? I was led to a church where I met a man. I never knew he was a spiritual father to Archbishop Duncan William. Archbishop Duncan William was a spiritual son to who? Butang. And Butang was a spiritual son, a, a spiritual father to uh, our, uh, our grandfather, which is uh, Emmanuel Makandiwa. And come to his own grandfather, then connect back to my own father here. Now, do you see how God works? You take something, you see, it, it's very hard for you to get the revelation of who is sitting next to you, whom God have appointed to you without revelation. It's very difficult. If you don't have the revelation, you will see treat the person as ordinary person. Because of what he has tapped from, God was not looking for someone else to save me from the battle. Because I'm going back home, he is not in Nigeria, but God sent a man that has the same. See, that man drew from the same well. That was make the battle easy for me. So I'm, you know, I, I just want to encourage you, understand, ask God for revelation if you don't have, whom God has given to you. Appreciate the person. Serve him with all your life. Amen. Now, Saul have received the anointing. Second thing I want to bring your attention to was, some, uh, sorry, Saul received anointing. Then Samuel told Saul, he said one thing to him, he said, now, listen to this. What? This message from who? The Lord. Listen to this message. Let me tell you, there's something I picked here. And I believe it's going to help your life. As you journey with God demand and God purpose upon your life. See, when Samuel told Saul, listen to this word that I'm giving to you from the Lord. Sometimes we hear, but we don't hear well. You listen, your ear is there, you are just listening, but there was no attention. At, see, you are not caught up in the message that has been released to you. Let me tell you, most of us are seated here. If I ask you, how many, what, what, can you tell me what you have learned from each of the men of God who have come to release the word, and what do you receive from the worship? You will be lost. Because your mind is not here. When your mind is not where the Lord is speaking to you through your, your man of God, it's very difficult for you to carry out the instruction the way it was released to you. It's a listing. But Samuel, but Saul, found it so difficult because his mind was not there. Let me take you to, to the verse 2. Now, 
the children of Israel, after they came out from Egypt, they, they asked God, you know, we, we want a king of our own. Yes, the Lord gave it to them. But there was something that happened to them when they were, about, when they were coming out of Egypt. You know, there are this group of people, the Amalek, the Amalekite, you know, they saw the weakness of, you know, children of Israel. They took advantage of their weakness. Now, let me read verse 2 for you. It said, this is what the Lord of heaven's army has declared. I have decided to settle what accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt. I release this prophetic word upon your life that every power of darkness, every throne, every kingdom that have used your weakness against you that have worked against you in your weakness, I command as the Lord has stood up to cancel and to put an end to it. May it be so upon your life in the name of Jesus. Listen to this. What is settling account? What do you understand about settling account? To settle disagreement. Argument. I don't know the argument you have had last year, even when you are in your season of overwhelming joy. I believe if you can if you can agree with me, I believe there was a season in your life you were struggling to work with God. But in that season, the enemy was using your weakness against you. You know, he was fighting you in your weakness, he took advantage of your weakness. These guys. The enemy use their time of weakness to steal from them, to kill them. But God says, I have come to do what? To settle account with this nation. I tell you, as you are seated here, the Lord is settling every account in your life. You know why? Because he has declared this year a year of gathering. He used our grandpa to speak through our father to tell us, look, every battle you've been going through, whatsoever the enemy have used as an excuse to work against you, I'm settling it this season because you are moving into your realm of gathering both physical, spiritual, understanding, wisdom in your life this season. Amen. Verse 3 says, Now go completely destroy the entire Amalek nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camel, and even what? Donkey. In other words, I want you to destroy this nation. There should not be a single person that will exist. I declare in your life, as you are in this season of gathering, every demonic, every power, 
whatsoever that will stand on your way. May the Lord cause you to be a bulldozer to destroy them all in the name of Jesus. I don't know if you understand what bulldozer is all about. No, you don't get that word. If, if the Lord has spoken through my mouth, said I'm making you a bulldozer this year, you would have had so much excitement. Because when you see ammo tank coming, no man stands before ammo tank. Because they knew it's not just an iron, but it carries something that could destroy me without a pain of me being left. So the Lord is making you this season. Amen. God gave an instruction through the man of God to Saul. He said, destroy them all. I don't want even an ant. I want the whole place to be ruined. I want the place to be desolated. That when people pass by, like, what? No one is living here. Because that is what you are going to do to your enemy this season. Let's move on to, we'll jump to verse 7. Now, there is something that happened here. If you remember, I told you, because Saul was listening, but he, there is no attention in what Prophet Samuel was saying to him. He actually went, according to instruction, he slaughtered the people. But because he didn't pay attention, because there was disobedience in him, he made a mistake. He disobeyed God. He disobeyed the voice that has spoken in his life. The Bible said in verse 7, it said, Then Saul slaughtered the Amalek from Halver all the way to shore, east of Egypt. Now, verse 8, he said, he captured Agag, the Amalek king, but completely destroyed everyone else. What is the fourth disobedience of Saul here? Did God tell him to leave anyone alive? No. He said, destroyed all. But he went, he captured the king. He allowed the king to leave. But that was not instruction of God. You know, I just, even as you are in this season of gathering, please, I want, you to, I want you to caution yourself. Be very attentively what God is saying to you. When he asks you to move, there are places, there are things that you shouldn't do. So, disobey God because he did not pay attention because see if I'm speaking to you and everyone here is making noise if I'm speaking to our dear sister and everyone here is screaming worshiping will she really understand me no I have to give a sign right now when God was speaking through prophet Samuel I believe Saul was thinking of something else his mind was somewhere else that is why he didn't catch the revelation which God gave by saying destroy them all because these same people are going to be a thorn to your flesh 
in days to come. I believe there is something God is telling you to let go this season. There is some characters. There are some lifestyle. There are some things you held so tight. You felt like, if I leave this thing, how will I be able to meet up? God is speaking to you. Saying, dear son, dear daughter, let it go. Let it go. Just like Pastor Jojo, you know, preach once, set him back. I got your back. He got your back. So, this will be God. Because he did not give Prophet Samuel full attention while he was speaking. Now, verse 9, the Bible says, So and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of what? The sheep, goat, cattle, the fat calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, he said, that's appeal to them. They destroy only what was worthless or of poor quality. Let me go back to my first word. Don't just let some things go, but let all of them go. Don't say that I'm going to treasure this one. I think this is, this is going to help me. No. Don't treasure any. Let it go. Because if you do so, Bible said obedience is better than a sacrifice. So I want you to obey the voice of the Lord that is speaking to you today. Let go. Because he know the best. Because he has planned the best for you. You know, I, I, I love the scripture. He said, eyes have not seen neither ear have heard neither any mind has conceived what God has in store for you there is great thing God has in store for you this season the earlier you learn to give God full attention of his voice and obedient to his word the better for you and I because when you grow it gives me joy when you grow daddy become more happier but when you go down, it's a pain to his heart. Amen. Amen. You see, they, 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 they took all they felt that is best. Let me tell you the reason why Saul disobeyed God. Not just he didn't pay attention, it was an ignorance. You know, ignorance is a big disease. When you know, Bible said, My people perish because of lack of knowledge. That is information. If you have not been informed very well, you can be a daughter, son of a king, but you still behave like a slave in the house. That was the attitude of Saul. You know why? Samuel have anointed Saul already as a king. Man, what what else do you want? You are a king. You can have everything you want. The fat calves, the goats, the lamb, name it. You can just command them. You know, they bring all to you. You are a daughter and a son of a king. And I want you to ask. Not just I want you. God wants you to act in that direction. Amen. Yeah. 
if you read verse, uh, verse 11, the Bible says, God became so angry because of soul ignorance, because of his disobedience, because of his selfishness. Let me tell you, it's selfishness. You know, in Nigeria, we call it longer throat. Longer throat. You know what is longer throat is? Longing for what is not yours. Something that means nothing. You know, some people, you know, they, they go for something that was nothing. At the end of the day, they lose all they have. God don't, just, God don't want you to just gather this season. Not just for you to gather alone. You know, when daddy was preaching, he got to a, a, an extent, he measured something. i like, hmm, I thought I'm the one that's going to preach this one. Is <laughs> for the generation. He wants all your gathering to last for generation, generation, generation to come. But let me tell you, because of this ignorance, when God becomes so angry, we may not have the chance to get to that promised land. Why the children of Israel didn't get into the promised land? It's all about rebellion. Disobeying God's commands. God has released the word this season. is a year of gathering. But I want to tell you, even in your gathering, be mindful of who you listen to. Be mindful of the teachings you pay attention to. Even musics you can receive from music. You can gather, you know, a lot from music. Songs are actually the heartbeat of God. But you can listen to the wrong songs that will ruin your life completely that will cause God to be angry with you. So I'm pleading to you this season, even in your finance, there are things that will come your way. You know, you feel, ah, oh, man, I don't have money. But God has declared this season the year of gathering. And someone will just tell you, bro, you can do this shortcut business. You forgot that God does just want you to gather today. But he wants you to gather something that will last. Something that will be your benefit to your generation to come. So I'm pleading to you, while you are gathering, please be, be very conscious of how you receive. How you gather this. You know, it's, it's very good when, when we hear. Go. And receive those things. You know, these, these are all yours. I have worked for it. See, I, I, I want to bring your attention to something. When the scripture says, when, when, when the Bible says in verse 2, it said, I have come to settle the dispute, the argument. Now, this guy did not ask God to come and settle his dispute between the Amalekites, what the Amalekites did to them, right? Now, most of the battle you have gone through in the past. You are not even asking God today to come and settle those ones. There are people, there are forces that have stolen things from you. You have not asked God to give you back. But let me tell you, that is why 
this has been declared a year of what? Gathering. God came and told Saul through Samuel, I'm here to settle these things. I'm here to return what belongs to you. See, this land, I'm going to send you to take over the land. Not just did they deal with you, not just that did they take from you, but you are going to go there, destroy them all, and take all they have. Not physical things. See, when, you, when the Romans go to battle and they conquer a land, did they leave the land and go back to their place? No, they take over the land. God wants you to take over this season. You are not just going to gather, but you are taking over. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, Lord, speak. Speak. Can we spend a few minutes in speaking in tongues because I don't want to get lost. I want to be just, I want him to release the word, not me. I don't want to give anything that comes from my heart. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, that Spirit of God. Thank you. Lord, thank you for showing us your glory. Yes, Lord, thank you. For you have allowed us to see how much you loved us. Amen. You know, the, the Bible says in, 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 in verse 11, it said, I am so sorry I ever made Saul a king. For he has not did what? He has not obeyed me. God was so angry. He said, Saul, you have not. He was speaking to someone and said, Saul have not obeyed my command. Saul have rebelled against me. This is what I asked Saul to do. But he is doing something else. God was so... See, may your gathering this season not cause God to be sorry for releasing the season of gathering in your life. There are gathering that will cause God to be so angry with you. But I pray that will not be your portion this season. Because you have the grace of God upon your life. Amen. Saul disobeyed God and God was so angry. You know, the Bible made it so clear that Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this that he cried out to the Lord all night. When Samuel heard from the Lord what Saul have done, Samuel was completely broken. 
You know, let me, let me share this with you. This is what the Lord was telling me when I, I went through this scripture. Actually, I didn't have enough time to, you know, study the scripture and also to prepare. I just rushed it. <laughs> I finished it by 2 a.m. this morning. <laughs> See, when you disobey God, you know what you are doing? When God gets angry at you, if God removes his mantle upon your life, you are not actually creating a problem for yourself, but you are causing a big pain in the heart of your spiritual father. Because every father wants to see his child grow. Imagine if maturity remained like this and he never grew again. Don't you think that I'm going to be broken completely? I won't be able to sleep. I will cry all night. I will go before God and, Lord, what is this? What, why are you doing this to me? Bible says that Samuel cried. He wasn't crying because he's losing anything. He's not the one to lose. He doesn't have anything to lose. But he was crying because there was someone. There is a son that had been given to him by God. God gave Saul to Samuel to watch, to lead, to guide. But when God got angry, when God was so sorry, Samuel was broken. You know, if you remember the scripture, God was so angry with Sodom that he destroyed the whole land. The Bible stated so clear that even plants, vegetations, was also wiped out. When God is angry with humanity, now of these days, when you provoke God, what are you provoking? You, are pro you know, you are, you are sending the spirit of God away from you. You know, because we are in the New Testament, right? When you have, when you continue living in sin, what you do automatically, you are asking the Holy Spirit, please stay away from me. And when that happened, there will not be manifestation of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Let me tell you, the, whole, what, the work of Holy Spirit is to cause Jesus to be real, to be more visible in you. So, when we sin against God, when we continue living in our bare life, what we are doing actually, we don't want to grow and it's a pain to our spiritual father's life because he desire and long for us to grow. I tell you, see, I'm so joyful how we are all growing together as a family. It's a great joy for me. When I look at this person, I see his prayer life has changed. Wow. The way he understands the scripture has changed. The way of his speaking has changed. It gives me great joy. And I believe our father is more happier. Amen. Amen. Not just that. Samuel was broken and was crying out. All the whole night. The Bible said in verse 12 that early in the next morning Samuel went to find Saul. 
early in the morning what happened Samuel went to look for Saul why because the Lord has spoken in anger we give our fathers sleepless night because of our disobedience yes the year is a year of gathering imagine if i tell grace grace go to the fridge you know just take take uh, take anything you want she goes there even pick things that she don't supposed to what do you think that will happen i will get angry right that is what happened to Saul. but in spite of this when when that child took what was wrong and ate it and it caused that child to seek. What have that child cost me? That child has put me in a sleepless night. I have to run to the hospital. I have to go to the pharmacy to get a pill. This is what we often do to our fathers. When you are rebelling against God, you are actually giving your father a big stress. Imagine, I believe we all know what is early in the morning. What time did early in the morning start? Early in the morning. By four or three, right? Five. Four. Good, four. Imagine. Everyone is sleeping. But the prophet stood up. He said, I can't sleep. Remember the scripture said he cried through all the night. Do you know how much your father, your spiritual mother, cry on your behalf daily. These are what we don't see. They cry. Lord, please have mercy on him. Let me tell you, I'm not the best. I have rebelled in one way or the other. When God was speaking to me, I was seeing myself. I said, Lord, thank you because you have not left me behind. He cried all throughout the night, asking God, have mercy on your behalf. He went so early in the morning because he could not sleep. You know, even when our father approached us, when they finally meet us and approach us to bring us to the table of what is happening, instead of we, to pay attention, we continue living in ignorance. We continue rebelling. We continue disobeying. Let's, you know, quickly read uh, verse 13. Uh, sorry, verse 14. Uh, is it? Uh, just a minute. Okay. That is verse 13. It says, finally, it's, when someone finally found him, <laughs> uh, sorry I think we're, we have to read the verse 12 again before we jump to 13 it's early in the morning Samuel went to find Saul someone told him Saul went to the town of Camel to set up a what? monument to who? himself why? Man, what is wrong with you? 
We are still busy talking about your, your selfishness, your rebellion, your, your disobedience. And you are even going out there to show, you know, to make full of yourself. It's full, I, I see it as a fool. We make full of ourselves. Samuel was busy in the night crying. He could not sleep. And he woke up in the morning to look for this young man whom God had entrusted to him. To draw his attention to what is going on and also to caution him. Instead of him to have at least to have pity on himself, he still went to build a monument for himself to show the whole nation, yes, I won the battle. And he forgot. He was not the one who asked God to come and settle the dispute. He was not the one who asked God to come and give us this place that belongs to us because if God had not spoken, it wouldn't have been successful. God spoke through the prophet and tell him, look, go. Instead of him to go to the house of the Lord and thank God for the victory. But he went out to show his proudfulness to the nation. You know, that was not just the, 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 the end. The Bible says in verse 13, it says, when, uh, when Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you. He said, I have carried out the Lord's command. This is, a, this is the, the biggest selfishness. This, you know, fooling ourselves. Do you hear what he said? He said, I have carried out God's instruction, God's command. This guy, he knew fully well. He has rebelled. He knew fully well what he has done. Because God told him, through the prophet, go and destroy. He went there, he spared the life of the king, and he also took things that he felt that is appealing to him. And when the prophet came, he said, Ah, my father in the Lord, I greet you, sir. Ah, you are the Baba who I greet you. Ah, daddy, you know what? I have completely, you know, obey all the Lord has spoken through you. In fact, daddy, you know, I, I, I did very well. Are we not fooling ourselves? That is what Saul was doing. He was fooling himself. Sometimes we are rebelling and your father come to you. You know why he has come. Once God has spoken, do this. You know, I remember one word daddy uh, spoke to me. He told me about, you know, someone coming to divert your attention to start a new church of your own with a person. I just want to share this with you. I tell you, it actually happened. But I didn't pay attention. I didn't even tell my wife. I said, yes, that was a prophecy. Thank God that this word came. Because if I have not paid attention, I would have fallen there. And when I fall to that plan of the enemy, if daddy woke up to me, I would say, ah, daddy, you know, I'm fulfilling God's promises. I'm fulfilling God's plan upon my life. You know, I try, you know, making fool of myself. When your father come to you, you should know that this is time I have to be obedient. I, 
first, look at what Saul did. He saw Samuel. He didn't allow Samuel to speak. He opened his wide mouth and began to. He would have greeted his father in the Lord and wait for the father to speak. Do we see ourselves doing this kind of thing? Because the year of gathering has come. Maybe one way or the other, you might go someday, you know, gather things that is not worthy in the sight of God, and God revealed to your father, and he walk up to you. Pay attention. Pay attention. Allow the Lord to speak through him. Allow God to caution you. Allow God to align you back to his plan in your life. Because this season, not of us in this house, neither those who did not attend, that will miss the plan of God for them this year. Amen. Amen. The next verse, which is verse 14, it says, Someone now is speaking. When Saul, you know, have showed off himself, Samuel said to him, then what is all this blasting of sheep and goat and lowing of cattle I hear? See, you know, sometimes when, we, when you, you go steal something, when you go do something wrong, you thought you did it in the secret. You put it, you know, back home when, uh, you know, some boys, they go, they stole chicken, they put it in their clothes, on their armpit, they close it, you know, they're trying to run away. You know, the chicken do <laughs> But you thought everything is secret, right? It's not a secret. It's open. That is how your spiritual covenant it is in your life. Whatever that happened, God always revealed to them. Some of them, they might not even want to come and talk to you about it. But they just want you to take correction. Amen. Somewhere I saw what is all this noise? I can hear the sound of this sheep. Meh. Who kept them there? Who brought them here? Like, huh? You know, I begin to scratch his head. Uh, you know, when, when, when you, you start lying and you were caught in your lies, you know, you became so confused, right? I don't know if it happened to you. You know, when I was very tender, I, I, I tell you the truth. I frame words. To the extent, my brother have to stab me with his scissors. Then I pray the prayer, ask God, change my name. That is when I hear that name, my mom called me Onyekachi. Before, I was called Kalo, which is called Oracle, a God. Another God, not this God we serve. Then I remember the name God gave to me through my mom. I bear that name. From that day, I change. So, what happened here? You frame words. But when you are caught up in the lies, you become so confused, begin to scratch your head. When I've been caught up in lies in those days, that is how I behave. Sometimes I begin to draw something on the ground. Hey, I thought you just said this thing, hmm? Why? Because I don't want to face the shame. God wants you to walk in his direction. 
God wants you to be obedient to his promises in your life. You know, if you, if you, if you can quickly uh, jump to verse uh, 21. The Bible said in verse 21, because Samuel have asked Saul, what is all this? Then he admitted that yes, that is those things, you know, we're supposed to kill over there. Those are the characters I'm supposed to leave behind that I brought into this new season. This old character of mine I'm supposed to have left in the old season. Yes, now I admit I have brought it into my new season. But he didn't just agree that he was the one. He said, they he began to point accusing finger on his soldiers. Can we just admit that we actually did wrong than trying to you know, blame circumstances of taking such an action, of doing this kind of things that we have done. That is what Saul did. The Bible says in verse 21, it said, then my troop brought in the best of the sheep, goat and cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. See, this guy was not just saying, I'm not the one who brought it, but he's also trying to convince the man of God, look, this is not for us. We didn't bring it for ourselves. We brought it to worship your God. To worship this almighty God. There are some things we have brought into the new season that we thought is good enough to worship God. I, I believe with this, my worship to God will be very, very effective this season. But I tell you, God said, no, it's not. Because Samuel, even the prophet, was not happy to hear this. He was not happy. He asked him, my son, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just admit and speak the truth the way it is? Why are you beating around the bush? Telling me you want to sacrifice this to my God. Then he asked him in verse 22, he said, but Samuel replied, what is more blessing to the Lord? What is more pleasing, sorry, what is more pleasing to the Lord? I want you to put hand on your chest and say to yourself, do, can you repeat this word? Do that which is pleasing to the Lord. No matter what, it will cost me. Amen. If you pray this prayer, I believe the Spirit of God is going to help you to do what will please the heart of God, not what will please you in your own sight. You know, we often do things we thought this is good, but actually it's so wrong. God wants you to do what is right. He wants you to do what is right. He say. You know, he goes on and said, your burnt offerings and sacrifices 
or you're obedient to his voice? This is the question. Now, this is Samuel asking Saul, is it your burnt offering to God or the sacrifices that you thought that is the best? He goes on, he says, listen, listen. Can you pray this prayer? I believe this is the heart of God. Say, Lord, give me a listening ear. You are not praying it as if you meant it. Lord, give me a listening ear and help me to give total attention while you are speaking. See, let me tell you, you can have ear but not hear God. You see this ear? This is not the ear to hear. The ear to hear God is your heart. Most of the time when we hear ear, we think it's this ear. You need to understand how the, the, the Lord of, how the spiritual realm function. I tell you, this is one of my mistakes also in the past. I was waiting for God to speak to me audibly. For me to hear him. No, he speaks. See, I read uh, Daniel, Ecclesiastes, and Ezekiel. I saw, even Revelation. You know, it shows you the angels with four faces, what they represent. And the Bible may mention they have two wings. And these two wings can move in every direction. That is how the Spirit of God works. He can speak to you in any dimension. All you just need to do is to align yourself. Is he speaking in my heart? Is he speaking through thought? Is he speaking to me through what I could see? Sometimes God speaks to us in signs. For me, God speaks to me in signs. I see somebody just pass. I'm seeing physically, once the person passed, the person put an act. The Holy Spirit will tell me, this is what this thing meant. I have received the message instantly. Sometimes I see dreams. Sometimes I receive it. I can't tell you I've heard God spoken to me audibly. No. But I have heard him in a different form. Samuel said to Saul, listen, obedient is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Can you put your hand on your chest again and pray this prayer? Lord, make me obedience to your word. Lord, help me to submit to you. In fact, you're going to turn this prayer around. You're going to say, Lord, thank you. For helping me to submit to you. Thank you for helping me to be obedient to your words. Because he's doing it already right now. You can't see, but I tell you, as I speak the word, the Lord is doing it already. Because he wants you to gather, but with what? Obedience. Amen.
Let me tell you, there is something, you know, that really gives me great joy. If you, if you understand that when God was angry with Saul, God said, your kingdom is going to come to an end. Why? Because of his what? Rebellion. Now, I want us to read 1 Samuel 13 verse 13. I want to show you something. This is where God has given Saul a command through the prophet of what to do. But because of impatience, I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, take a little bit time to talk about this impatience. Because the impatience we have most of the time, uh, it brings the world disaster we can ever expected. Impatient. The Bible said in verse 13, Saul have done the sacrifice that the prophet could have done. Now when the prophet came, he began to explain to the prophet saying, it's because I saw this great multitude of armies. They are already approaching us. So I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I have to offer the sacrifice. And this is the response of Samuel. Samuel said, how foolish. Samuel exclaimed, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel. What? Forever. This is God's promise over you this season. Now, we're going to turn the scripture around. For you have kept this promise. The Lord is going to cause your kingdom to reign forever over the nation of India. Over the nation of the world. God was angry and he caused the prophet to speak on his behalf his plan over Saul but I tell you because you have an advocate because you have a man over your life because you have Jesus who is sitting in the right hand of the father pleading on your behalf that is not your portion this season I didn't think if you heard me I said it's not your portion this season see you are not going, your kingdom will not come to an end. That is what I'm saying. Your kingdom will not come to an end. Rather, your kingdom will last forever. Your wealth, your wealth, your gathering, the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, the spiritual gift that is going to be brought through you is going to reign to the generation, generation to come. If you want to clap, clap better for Jesus. You are not clapping for me. God wants you to be obedient to his word. To be obedient to the voice of a servant. That everything, every plan he has for you will last until the coming of Christ. 
I tell you this. I tell you this from the heart of God. If you will obey the voice of God that has spoken to you, men, nation, generation will celebrate you. You don't get it. See, let me bring your attention to you know life of David. God said David was a man after God's own heart, right? When God appointed, when God, let, you know, abandoned Saul and appointed David. If you look at the, the kingdom of David, his lineage, Jesus came from that lineage. Who is reigning forever. For everything that have happened, roots still came back. And give birth in that line. From there, the, the generation increases that Jesus came out from that descendant, you know, lineage. That we are celebrating him, the king of kings. You know, some of time we pray, we say, Jesus, that son of David. Even a man in the Bible called him Jesus, that son of David, have mercy upon me. Because he was in that, you know, he came out from that root. When men celebrate you, they are not just celebrating you, but they are celebrating your offsprings because they know that this person came from you. Even when you are in heaven, I tell you, men will still celebrate you because of your obedience. They will see your children. They will say, wow, man, God is so great. I can see the hands of God on these children. I celebrate them for the great things they are doing. Why? There was someone who worked for it. What are you working? Your obedience to the voice of God. Amen. 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 Ah. Because we have an advocate, that is why our life and our end. Is going to be of joy. You know, let me just quickly read this word to you. Exodus 9, 19. This is Moses speaking here. He said, I fear that the furious anger of the Lord, which turned, which turned him against you, will drive him to destroy you. But again, he listened to me. Let me tell you what happened here. And this is where you need to thank God for. You need to really thank God. You need to celebrate the hand of God upon you. The children of Israel, they have rebelled against God. And God told Moses, look, I'm going to wipe these guys away. And I'm going to increase you. And I'll make you a better nation. You know what Moses did? He said, no, Lord, please. I plead, do not destroy them. Spare their lives. Why? Because they have an advocate, Asmosis. And we have that advocate here in this house. One, God has given us a father to plead on our behalf. Even when we go so much wrong, he sees it. But he doesn't, he doesn't just kick 
us away. If you watched, Samuel spoke in anger to Saul. He spoke to Saul in anger. Yes, it was the Lord who asked him to release that word. But he spoke it in anger. But God has given us a man who speaks to us with love. I have no how much. You know, several uncounted times. I, I do something wrong. I know for sure he knew this. But the way he responds to me. You know, it left me. You know, I, I, I began to wonder. Is he also a human being? See, you need to look at the heart of those around you, how the people love you and how they cherish you. Here, Moses loved these guys. He knew for sure. If God have, you know, told our, our father, saying, hey, this guy, he rebelled. I want to take him out of this church. But I'm giving you double portion of the anointing he carries. Do you know how much he has gone and pleading saying to God please don't do this please keep him give him more chance please let your mercy let your grace reign mercy forget everything he has done wrong but please give him grace let your grace reign upon him this is what Jesus is doing for you and I in heaven right now the Bible said in book of Romans 8 verse 23 he said who then will condemn us who then will condemn you? No one. Not even the voice that speaks in your ear. Most of the time you do something wrong. The voice begins to speak against you. Tell you, hey man, you, are, you have done wrong. God will not forgive you. In fact, you, you have messed it up completely. Let me tell you. The good news here is. Jesus is seated in the place of honor. Right beside, beside the father. And what is he doing there? interceding for you and I you I don't you know sometimes we, we lack how to celebrate Jesus if you really understand what Jesus is doing for you you need to celebrate him you need to celebrate him do you know how many foul words yes yes you are doing it better Aha, uh -huh, that is for my Jesus. Amen. When you woke up this morning, most of us that has children, sometimes our children provoke us. We speak foul, you know, bad words. We scream at them. We are driving on the road, someone just caught in your front. Huh? Are you stupid? We use foul words, which is wrong. But God is not looking at your mistakes. Why? Because there was a, a high priest in the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth who is in heaven right now pleading, Lord, please do not look at their sins. Just remember the blood, my blood that I shed on the cross of Calvary. And let me tell you what this blood, this pleading is doing for you right now. Let's move to the next verse. I want to show you what this pleading is doing for you. The Bible said in 1 Samuel 30, 18. Now, this is David. 
You know, God abandoned Saul, right? He appointed David as a king over Israel. Now, this 30 verse 18 onwards was speaking of when David came back from a battle. He come to understand that these same people, uh, I pray somebody will catch this revelation. See, <laughs> the same Amalekite that is troubling the children of Israel from the beginning when they were coming out from Egypt. The same came and raided everything David had. They took David's wife, children, even children of his slaves, of his soldiers, everything he owned. And the Bible says in verse 3018, 1 Samuel 30, 18, he said, David got back everything. He got back everything the Amalekites have taken and he recovered his two wives. Now, if you read verse 19, it said, nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. Now, let me tell you what your advocate is doing for you in heaven. Everything the enemy has stolen from you last season in your weakness, everything the enemy has stand in the way saying you can receive. I tell you, this season, according to the word of the Lord, you will go and take over. You will recover. Not even a single dime, not a single thing that the enemy has taken will be left behind. David asked the Lord, before David went, see, I love David so much. Man, you need to study the book of Psalm very well. I tell you, if you study the book of Psalm, man, your life will change. Every other scriptures will change you. But I tell you, look at David's life. You know how to win the heart of God. Before, see, David came back. He saw that his house had been raided by this same Amalekite. But David did not instantly went after them. What did he do? He consulted to the Lord. He went and asked the Lord, if I go, will I recover? If I go, will I win them? How many times have you asked God, is it your will for me to go and take these blessings? Is it your will for me to gather these blessings? These are the things that you have given to me freewillly. Let me tell you, the wife that David has and the children, everything he owns, God gave it to him freely. He didn't even have to work for it. When the anointing was released upon him, God has given him the authority over everything. 
is his. But he said, no, these are not mine. This belongs to God. And I need to know if I go, is it right in your sight, Lord? He went because he consulted the Lord and he succeeded. I want to plead to you. Before you make any steps, this has been my lifestyle. At least my wife will be my witness. Whatever we do, we go on our knees and ask God, do you want us to do this thing? If he says no, we back up. Always inquire of the Lord. Is this the right way to do it? There are ways to do we, There are so many ways to do it. But you have to do it in the right way. May God bless you as you do it in the right way. Amen. 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 You know, I'm going to release what the word the Lord has given to me for this season over your life, this moment. And I want you to receive it. I want you to receive it with all your heart. There is something that is about to shift in your life. In your prayer life. In your understanding of the word of God. In your, see, even in your walk with God. See, Bible says, Enoch walked with God. The Lord will cause you to walk with him this season. You are not just going to be a servant or a prophet, but you're going to walk with the Lord. Hand to hands. I want us to stand up and do this together. And I want us to read it out loud together. This is Isaiah 62 verse 4. Let's read it. One to go. The Lord. Sorry. Now he said. Never again will you be called a forsaken city. Nor a desolate land. Your new name will be called the city of delights. No, no, we need to do it again. No, 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 no. This is not how to declare God promises over our life. We need to, see, you need to declare this word from your heart. If you know what it takes to receive it, do it. If it takes shout to receive it, shout. If it takes to jump to receive it, jump. If it takes to kneel down to receive it, kneel down and receive it. Let's read it again. One to go. Never again will you be called the forsaken city, nor the desolate land. Your new name will be called the city of the light and the bride of God. For the Lord, the light in you, and we claim you as his bride. Amen. Amen. You know why? Because the Bible said, God sworn. Let's read the next one. That's Isaiah 62 verse 8. Now, listen to this. The Lord has sworn to Jerusalem by his own strength. I will never again hand you over to your enemies. Never again will I will 
foreign warriors come and take away your grace and new wine. I declare and I decree as the Lord has spoken through his word, so shall it be upon your life. Never again will you be called a desolated state or nation. Never again will people mock at you. Never again will you be seen worthless. Never again will people laugh at you because you are the bride of Jesus. When you hear the scripture called Jerusalem, the scripture was also you know, speaking of the church, this is God's promise for our church. And we declare this word that this church, the bride of Jesus, will be celebrated to the ends of the earth.